You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes and even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will thrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, welcome back to the GFR show. I am super excited to be chatting with today's guest because we go back a long way. <laughs> there are many people that are in the industry of transformation, training, and coaching that I have known since the beginning. Now, I this is now 2021. I am going into my 22nd year in business doing this mission-driven, soul-centered journey that is a business that is selling or marketing yourself. <laughs> and it is quite a journey. Oh my gosh. If you're with me on this journey, I know we could lock arms and sing and sing in unison about how this journey can really stretch us, grow us, grow us, push our buttons, make us face our fears. And then of course, if we don't, it's, it's, at the risk of not being able to help people in the way that we want to help people. And I think that's what makes our journey so unique. And of course, with my um, unmentor client, so we have the GFR squad, which is a quite a large community. And we meet monthly um, to talk about the 12 GFR commandments. It's really great, super low barrier to entry <laughs> um, investment. And then there's the people that I work much more closely with on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is my unmentor clients. And uh, gosh, healing is the central conversation. It is no longer leading with how do I make money? It's leading with how can I possibly enjoy my life and my business more? How can I feel more fulfilled? And central part of that is our own healing and up-leveling and evolving journey. I've even started calling us all evolving experts. So if you're an evolving expert, you know what I mean. And so Teresa and I go back a long way. And this was a, a really beautiful touch point in our journey. I would say full circle, but it's sort of like a, a, we, we, we cross paths at, at key times in our, in our careers. And uh, there was a time where I was traveling to uh, Arizona um, often over like a two or three year period of time. I was doing a lot of speaking there and my mom Phyllis came with me on a bunch of the, the trips and uh, Therese was running a networking group there at the time that was a, like a really conscious sort of almost spiritual based network, networking group for just regular, not necessarily spiritual businesses. And it was, um, it was a really great place for me to cut my teeth on speaking and then making offers and selling, which was, has been a big growth, was a big growth area for me. So you'll hear us reminiscing a little bit. And I had an intuition to reach out to her recently, just like I just seen on her email list and see her on Facebook. And I just had this thought, I'm like, I think you're supposed to be on the show. And holy fuck, <laughs> the sh what she has been through, the, the amount of loss that she has experienced in the four or five years since she and I really spoke last is really unbelievable. And boy, what a teacher has been for her. And she talks about how like a tsunami of grief and trauma, how navigating that can, in, in a conscious like way, can really change you and your business and how you can heal from that. And she, you know, she lost her, I mean, just real briefly, she lost her mom and then she lost her father-in-law and then she lost her former husband who was currently her best friend and the father of her boys and, and then her boys, 
had some trauma, which she'll share. It's just, and this was all in a short period of time. And, and for those of you that had have had spurts like that with lots of loss, you know, and uh, she's a former therapist. So uh, that has come in handy, but also sometimes when we're an expert at the very thing that we're dealing with, it could be, it could create even more struggle and more oh, embarrassment even, you know, and us kind of isolating because we feel like we should be able to handle it better. So she shares about all that. Here's a little bit from her formal bio, her formal bio which is not super formal. It's kind of fun. Whip, smart, funny, and fiercely devoted stand for her client's brilliance. Therese Skelly mentors mission-driven leaders and entrepreneurs globally who are ready to bust shame, clear blocks, and live their best life without apology. Boy, are we kindred spirits. Through her intuitive take-no-prisoners approach, she helps them move past obstacles, holding them back from being happy and empowered. And she does live in Scottsdale with her pups and her grown boys. And she says, uh, when she isn't working, you can find her cooking up a storm in the kitchen or on the back of her boyfriend's motorcycle. So she's a real, a really neat lady and one that I'm super honored to call a friend. And I, I trust that you're going to enjoy this interview. Oh, I forgot to ask you my opening question that I always like to ask. So here's the question. This is speaking to those of you that have, have had some loss in your life. And here's the question. Have you fully grieved? Have you fully grieved? Really, really given in and surrendered to the grief? And I could say the answer is no for me. And this interview was very illuminating for me and is, is having me lean in. And uh, the uh, special training that she does for the GFR squad goes in deeper. And her awesome free gift is a, a meditation, which I think you all will really appreciate. And I'll give you, I'll talk more about that at the end. But without further ado, Miss Therese Skelly. Ah, see, Therese Skelly, just being in your presence makes me want to take a deep breath. Welcome to the GFR show. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So everyone heard in the intro that we've known each other forever. And uh, we had to do a little calculation just yes. to see that it was 15 years. And it's really fun because we like it when you're in this mission on driven entrepreneur space, which is, you know, we're constantly evolving and growing. Like, I do feel like we grew up together. Like, I feel yes. like, yeah. you know, it's almost like Absolutely. our houses were on the same street and right. my mom would say, we were playing stickball, <laughs> you know? I do right. feel like that, uh, that we grew up together in many ways. Absolutely. Things were way different back in the day. It was very masculine, very, there was one way to do marketing and you know what I mean? And, and I think we kind of, because we're both soulful and more spiritual and intuitive, I, we had to find our own way in it, you know? So it's really, it's been lovely to watch you. And Thank I know you, you watch me, right? So it's totally. kind of like, oh, nice. There's my soul sister. <laughs> yeah. Know? And we haven't talked in, in many years. years, although thanks to Facebook, you know, not completely right. disconnected. And I'm on your email list and, yeah. you know, so not, and we have mutual friends like, you know, Michelle PW, who's a prior yeah. guest. I love her episode. She talks about her creativity and hiding that. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I always ask her when I talk, not that I talk to her very often, but I know yeah. when I've seen her, I ask her about I, you. So yeah. Yeah, so it's nice you. to have those people in common. But there is there is a lot to there is a lot to say when we acknowledge that there is a growing up in when it comes to the business. There is a mm -hmm. such a you know it's funny. So you knew me back in the day, my conscious marketing days, yes. right? Yeah. And I remember talking about the way that I was helping people with their marketing was you know one of the primary things was them to claim their ideal client which I mm -hmm. believe I was one of the first people to Absolutely. say those words ideal yes. client and conscious and marketing you were definitely the word conscious 20 years ago oh my god yeah I know it was like what right. does that even yeah, mean exactly. I don't even think I don't even think I knew what it meant because there was <laughs> I wasn't a law of attraction student or any of these kinds of things uh -huh. but I just knew people needed to be aware of who they were in order to attract people that they wanted yeah. you know like yeah. that's all yeah. I knew and I remember saying back in the day that, you know, if you have this way of getting at your marketing message that really is focused from the inside out, that was my tagline, mm -hmm. then as you evolve and your business grows and evolves and you create new things, you'll always have this system to go back to, to keep your marketing up to date and congruent. Right. That I, I did <laughs> not know how fucking true that was. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. At the time. I mean, I knew it was true, but 
there's something uh, I don't know, juicier about now having the retrospection. You've, you've uh, lived into it, right? Now you've got like, oh yeah, 15 years of experience living it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and you, uh, there's not very many of, I feel like there's not very many of us that were alive and kicking back then before <laughs> Facebook, exactly. right? Y'all, seriously, exactly. before that Facebook. That was the thing. Yeah, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. that are alive and kick, that were alive and kicking then that are, are still at it now that are still at it now. And I think the ones that I was going to say and evolving along the way, and I think the ones mm-hmm. that didn't evolve along the way, there's exactly. the ones that are not here anymore. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So GFR show is for sure about our evolution, um, for sure about the struggle that we go through that helps us birth and inform our work. And so I, I want you all to know that I had not talked with Therese in a very long time, but I just I saw one of her emails and she started her own podcast and I reached out to kind of say like, congrats. And I just got this intuition. She, you know, you need to get her on the show. And I'm, I want you, I'm not, I have a like list of people <laughs> to be on the show. So I wasn't like needed, you know, but I just knew <laughs> the time was now for uh, mm-hmm. us to connect for you to be on the show. And then I said to you, I, I said, I said, I think, you know, the show's about struggle with a purpose. I had this feeling you might have something to share. And then y'all, she shared with me. Yeah, holy fuck, do I have a story, right? Yeah, that was my response. It was this Facebook messenger and my one line response, I think was just holy shit girl or holy fuck girl, something like that. Uh Okay, so so we have known each other for 15 years. You have been doing your business even for Mm -hmm. years before that. And about five years ago, and if you, if you want to take us to even before that, to sort of, you know, if you feel like there's benefit to sharing where you were before that and kind of what led up to it, but about five years ago is where your tsunami of grief that transformed you began. Yeah. You could decide if you want to share with us kind of where you were at before that, or, you know, in any way. I was doing great. I was making good money. I, so what you should, what y'all should know is that I was divorced. Um, Jim and I had been together 20 years, raised two wonderful kids, and we were best friends. So even though we divorced, we always lived a block away from each other. And so, so it's not your, like we always say, we had a better divorce than many people have marriages. So it, so he very much was family still, right? That was a, that was a super intentional thing because there might've been some cheating when it ended, you know, and it was very, uh, <laughs> to just be like, okay, I am not going to go down that road. Right. And so, so I was really proud of how I had transformed, you know, when he left in 2008, I transformed you know, his, his new wife, the first Christmas, I had a Christmas stocking on my hearth and I made everybody breakfast. And, and so that's the underpinning, like, like I do this family thing that was really, really, really imperative. So um, even though I wasn't married, Jim was like, he was, he was like a partner to me and and best friend for 30 years. So here's the story. So one day I get a call that my mother has been found dead and she wasn't even sick. So wow. she was 80. She was super healthy. I think she had a stroke and just, you know, so my brother calls hysterical and first person I call is Jim. So we go and we, ha- you know, and that Lisa, there's a thing with sudden death that's very different than anticipatory grief. I used to be a therapist and I've had some losses, but the, the sudden death, there's a level of trauma to it. So I, so, so that happened. And then Two weeks after that, Jim's dad died. And Jim's dad, for me, was more of like my father because my father had died earlier. I didn't have a good relationship with him. Now, the gift of that grief was that I got to be with him. Like, I was a person that was with him. I was singing Amazing Grace to him. Like, he died. Actually, I'm in, the, I'm in the house of his. I inherited this house. Wow. And so we had his hospice bed in the living room, and Jim and his brother and I tended to him. And I was like, I was with him the minute he passed. And so it was really cool. Life gave me the gift of, I didn't get to say goodbye to my mother. I didn't get to process, but I got to usher dad out. Hmm. So, so within two weeks of each other, both parents have been dead and I got to clean both houses, plan funerals, handle. I mean, it was, it was, that was really, (sighs) sorry. I can't imagine. Yeah. Do you want me just to keep going? <laughs> like, I don't know. No well, take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, I just, I, I can't imagine, you know, and you, as you know, I'm really close with my mom. Yes. Yeah. She lives down the street now, but when <laughs> we first started, tra- she started traveling with me to Arizona. I did a bunch mm-hmm. of speaking in Arizona and Sedona over 
kind of like a five-year period of time. And mm-hmm. I feel like she didn't get to come with me when I went to, yeah. to your networking meeting, but then, then I started getting other opportunities on the other part of the state and she yeah. started coming with me. Yeah. I, you know, I have, since she had breast cancer when mm-hmm. I was uh, 17, I've had this like life is short or just, you know, that or life is the too awareness. short to, yeah, this awareness of yeah. her mortality mm-hmm. and my own mortality. And yeah. so I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel like I've had a whole, my for my whole life, I've always sort of had this when I'm with her, Yeah, is it the last time, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And she's alive and kicking still now down the street. And in her, you know, about, I, I'm so bad with ages and stuff, but I think she's like 75 or something. We had one of those birthdays just recently. And yeah. And so I'm just dropping into that to relate to your story of mm-hmm. the sudden death. And I don't know that I consciously have thought about that sudden versus not, you know, what? um, I feel like I when it's somebody, worth talking about. Yeah, yeah. When so when somebody because my dad died of cancer when I was in my twenties, and so while it was difficult, there was you could say what you needed to say. You could process it. You could go through all the feelings of the grief. By the time they were dying, there was a sense of oh, good, they're at peace now. Oh, they're not suffering, right? Right. But when somebody literally drops dead and you they don't wake up the next day or whatever, it's very much the the trauma. Like somebody said to me you know, for the first year, you're just still in shock. So I feel like the grief process is longer. Like I, I was in Ireland that year. So I got inheritance, took the kids to Ireland where the, you know, the family hails from. And I was with my cousin and I said, Oh God, it'll be a year. And she says, Oh, the second year is always worse. <laughs> I oh said, shit. <laughs> I, I got to do the brogue. Oh, that the was great. Year. I love that. The second year is going to be so much worse for you in Ireland. And I'm like, Oh fuck. What? I, I barely survived the first year, hmm. but she was right because the shock, you know, the, the house gets cleaned, the possessions get handled, they, you know, all the stuff of it happens. Um, the first holidays you get through that you think you can't live through. And then the second year, it's just worse pain. At least that's been my experience. And I've had two sudden deaths. So, so I, I feel like I was just kind of like, well, like, where do you want me to go? I can, do you want me to move on the chronology or uh, wherever you want, you check in okay. and you yeah. share what you're supposed yeah. to share. <laughs> and so, so you know, even though Jim and I were not a couple, he just partnered with me. Like he just got us, he just helped get us through everything, you know? So then he did it for my mom. I did it for his dad. How weird that his ex-wife is like, <laughs> Look, I planned his dad's funeral. I am sick. Of course I am seed the fucking funeral. That's what I do. Right. I mean, like, like, so I just, I just handled the dad's funeral. I handled my mom's funeral. And so, and then a couple, like a month and a half later, my adult son got really sick. Right. And um, it was an eating disorder that was completely unexpected. So the, the weird timing of that, it was horrific. It was terrifying. How old is he at the so, time, your son? 21, I think, 22. Okay. So he was young. Um, came out of the blue. Just, it was, I thought it was a digestive issue. So we're, you know, he's on a special diet. He had food allergies. And then I think something tipped over in his brain. And it was very scary. And so interesting in retrospect what happened is that the family just we just got really close because because we had a sick kid right and so got through that he you know got treatment got got recovered from that and then a year later his dad dropped dead but it's interesting when I look at the timing of that had Danny not been sick because that's when like we literally were like okay we have we now got a sick kid together we got to take care of this like we and so there was more time like we got in patterns of you know, Jim would come over a few times a week. We'd have dinner. We'd go on, we'd hang out with, with family and movies. Like we, it, like he was two, literally two blocks away. And, and so there was very much family engagement. February of 2017, I just got a call that like Jimmy didn't wake up. Wow. And so. And, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And all the while you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you know, and you're, and you're in the the type of business where it's you, you know, it's it's about you. I got nobody else. Right. 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 And I think a lot of our listeners are in that same boat. We're in that boat. And I think sometimes 
people prey on that a little bit by like, you need to, you know, you need passive income. You need oh. to make money while you sleep. <laughs> you need to leverage. You need to, you need, you can't, yeah. it shouldn't be your name. Cause then when you, it should be saleable. Right. And there's right, right. all of these. Right. right. So I feel like, I feel like oftentimes when I'm in a challenge where I can't focus on my business, mm -hmm. there's a trigger that happens around like, well, see, you didn't do all those things oh, that they right. said you should do. And, yeah. you know, and especially now, like my business back in 2012 to 15, I had this huge team, you know, yeah. it was a bigger machine and for sure I could step out easier. That was, uh -huh. you know, mm -hmm. and my thing was, you know, full-time prosperity, part-time hours. So that was what I was, you have to live what, it, I was right? what I was living, except, you know, the expenses keep ticking up, even if you step out, but anyway, <laughs> and, but that wasn't that in the end didn't wind up making me happy. So now I'm back to something that is really me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that, as, you know, all this, this whole time, right. That you're having to mm -hmm. navigate these things. You, yeah probably have clients that you're coaching clients mm -hmm. that you're working with and things that you're trying to have, trying to keep up with. And that must've yeah. been really challenging. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I was running a mastermind group at the time. I love doing mastermind groups and I always make very small, intimate groups, right? So it's not 30 or 50, it's six. And yes. so there's a lot of depth, a lot of closeness. And I remember this one group, I think three weeks after my mom died, because I took time off and then I took more time off and I took a little bit more time off and, 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 so I would give myself the, like, okay, you can see clients, but fuck the marketing. Like I literally had no bandwidth because, you know, so this one time in group, cause I'm like, okay, everybody let's start, let's go around the circle and everybody share. And one of the women, I love her, her name is Eliza, Eliza said, yeah, hold on. I want to put you in the center of the circle. <laughs> I want to pray for you. And, and it was, it was really weird. It was, you know, I was trained as a therapist and as a therapist, there is a, there is a barrier between you and your client. Like there's right. a distance, right. And I'm super relational. So not so much as a, as a coach, but I hadn't given myself permission. I would share little bits, you know, the group knew a little bit about, you know, my stuff, but, but for that moment of like, we really are one and there's no, there's no title or no role. And just to let them like pray me up and love me and nourish me. And, and they kind of demanded like, like, no, we no you're part of this group too. Like you're going to be real with us too. And it was a very interesting shift and it was beautiful. Like in this moment of grieving, there's no leaders and followers there's just souls connecting. So that was a moment that was like super, super special for me. Yeah. And I really learned, fuck the hustle. Like, because I- I didn't write that shit down. Yeah. Fuck the, the hustle. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm hearing, I'm, you know, there's, a, there, there's uh, you would know her, there's one of those old mentors in, in, out there that would be like, don't use your family or your kids as an excuse. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like, I should make sales calls. And I sat on the couch going, okay, spirit, show me who to call. And it was like, you're just here to heal. I'm like, mm. what? I bet healing's not going to make me money, Jesus, you know? And, and so getting to listen to the exquisiteness of the divine, that's like, your job is to heal. And so Lisa, it was really, and it got, it got even more amplified after Jim, I mean, I'll talk about Jim's death, but after like sitting there going, I have no energy, I have nothing left to give. I'm dying inside. My world's broken apart. And I'm supposed to get on a fucking call and try to sell somebody something like that's insane. Yeah. And so really learning, like, I, I just got to trust my bills will be paid. Like life will be taken care of. Like, and so it really deepened my, my energy is the most important thing in the world. And cause I got two kids to take care of and I got it, you know, the house, the dogs or whatever. And so that has been a huge shift for me just to like, okay, I just, so I honor my intuition, whatever I'm called to do, even if that's watching bad reality shows and taking naps, right? Like that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah. I, I can't applaud and, and like, <laughs> I just want to like jump over there and give you a hug because this is what my, this is what my whole GFR mission has led me yeah. to with yeah. the unmentoring approach that I've taken is I'm no longer willing to sacrifice enjoyment and fulfillment yes, for money. Yes. yes right. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, and then a line that I read in a, a great book called the illusion of money 
really hit home for me when he said um, the addiction to the belief that money is in charge. And that just hit me right between the eyes. And I have, you know, my, my past history with addiction, uh, food addiction in my twenties. And so I really get addiction and how that feels. And that's, that's how it was feeling for me. It was like, Mm I am addicted to the belief that money is in charge and I'm fucking done. I'm so done. And 2020 just beat it out of me. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of us, a lot of us, <laughs> yes, in the head, yeah. And and I'm hearing that that's how it, that's how this grief served you. It kind of got you to a, just a surrender of like, well, I just, it's, it, it, I just can't do it. So I must, it must mean that I'm going to be okay because yeah, I yeah. just can't do it. And it was really, I call it the tsunami of grief because you know when a tsunami goes through, it literally takes everything off the land. It just whoosh, raises the land. And if you allow it, I think grief can be so fucking transformative. Like, like yippee me, I got to have a bunch of losses, you know, but the trans, because at the end of it, when I kind of emerge, talk about no more, no more fucks to give, talk about being fierce, like talking about, like, I am so, I am so in my power, so on purpose. And I don't worry what people think. I don't worry about, is it okay? Like, fuck permission. Like, like when you have gone through as much as I have now, I want you to get that before people are dying on you. Yes. <laughs> like that's the goal, please, right? Please, you don't yes. have to wait until somebody dies. And and so to live as if like like literally, like we talked earlier, life is short. And to live fully expressed instead of the stupid little neurotic stuff that we go through, that's been the gift of a lot of it. Yes. You know, so your favorite GFR commandment was number eight. Know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative. <laughs> action to take. And then I just have to say the confession question, because this is where for those of you that have our GFR commandments, uh, you know, that each one has an inquiry, a question, I call it a confession question. And so number eight is where do I need to pause or stop, but haven't because of fear. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And I feel like that is what you were brought to. It's just like so much. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I just, yeah. And it, I wish people could learn it easier, you know, Me but too. It, it, you get the lessons, how you get the lessons. And I've gotten the lesson and it's changed my life. Right. So, yeah. I, when I talk about number eight, I, f- I always think about how, when we're quote unquote sick, mm-hmm. when we've given ourselves mm-hmm. the label of yes. sick, yes. Uh-huh. we will cancel things. Absolutely. I'm sick. Well, I'm justified. Sick. Air quotes. It's justified. Justified. Good job saying air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Justify. It's yeah. It's like I'm, I'm sick and all of a sudden it's new rules. Everybody gets yep. I'm sick and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like some kind of free pass and yeah. which rightly so, but I feel like we sometimes our body manifests sick so that we 100% can do that, right? we can do it no other way. Yeah. Right. And so my, one of my things, I think it was, was like last year, I was really working on of stopping before mm-hmm. I have that mm-hmm. label of sick mm-hmm. and just yep. like, oh, I've even, and I mean, even to the point where I feel like I'm coming down with something, but I'm not really sick, just being like treating it like I already am sick and just be like, all right, go to bed, <laughs> cancel the things, you know, let's, right. you know, and you then like that's, I think that's a varsity skill, but, uh, but even before that would be mm-hmm. even like double varsity. There's such there a big go. skill of like, I'm just, I'm tired, yes, you know, or absolutely honoring, just honoring. That's what it is. Honoring. It's really so it honor, sounds like honoring your energy. That's the thing. You got a PhD. Oh, honey. Yeah. Triple varsity, whatever that is. I'm, I got a PhD. Triple varsity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you have, yes. Let's call it. It's a I thing do. now and it's your thing. <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. And so then that wasn't the end of it because now your son is back on, back, back is struggling. struggling. Yeah. So Jim died February of 2017 and it just, so, so my kids were 17 and 22 at the time. And what you have to know about them is they were super close to their dad. Like he was, he was a great dad. Mm. Um, And Danny didn't survive that so well. So the way he coped was just to start drinking. So here, and, you know, in transparency, Jim had been an addict off and on, you oh, know, I forgot so he, about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so he, you know, he was in recovery for most of our time, but so now he dies and his kid is full blown drunk. And I'm like, 
Uh. <laughs> I literally, I would just rage at him. Like you fucking left me with this kid. Like I, I felt so alone, so afraid because now, and I used to be a, a, an alcohol and drug therapist. So I, I, I did it professionally. I lived it as a, as a spouse. And I'm like, now I get a sick joke from the universe. Oh, oh, I was like, you fucker. Like, really? You leave and you leave me with this. I, I was, I, so I was in this constant state of rage that Jim left, number one. I was, and I would fight with Danny constantly. And if anybody's ever dealt with addiction, I would say, I'm not fighting you, Danny. I'm fighting the, the disease in you because this is not my son. And so, yeah. no, I'm not kind. No, I'm not living. So I had, you can hear me talk. I had to be still fierce and I had to fight for it. So I was beyond exhausted and just, it was, it was terrifying. So, so eventually after about a year, he just started smoking pot, which, you know, I'm, I wasn't thrilled with that either, but it got him off the alcohol. So that takes us to 2018 to the and then Lisa, we started seeing signs of just wretched chronic de depression and anxiety. So I don't know if he has some genetic, you know, like biologically, you know, Jim had some, <laughs> Jim was not a good person to procreate with for gene pool. <laughs> like, like he literally would say, ah, oh, shit with my, you know, he had yes. OCD and depression, you know, so, so we think that Danny got some of that. I think the eating disorder was part of that. The genetic addiction problem, the anxiety, depression, he got so bad that he failed out of school, couldn't work, was literally like a disabled person with depression and anxiety. And so what he was doing to try to feel better was taking his Adderall. He was, he was like, we got him every treatment known to God. And like, you know, therapy, he, he, he's gone to two rehabs in, in this last year, he went to two rehabs. And then in February, he had an accidental overdose. Wow. And um, that is something you never want to see. You know, your child seizing on the floor, turning purple. So this has been my last year. And so, so as my business has gone down, as I, you know, my, I'm looking at my income going, Jesus, God, you know, like, if anybody knew. Um, well, and that's and what it, makes it worse, right? Is that, the you know, shame, what, my God, right. we're shaming ourselves, yeah. right? But yes. when I get really real, like, for the last year, he's been my full-time job. I'm the only parent. He lives at home with me. And as you know, you have a child when your kid's sick, when your kid's hurting, like mama yeah. bear comes up, like literally all my energy went to that this year. So the challenge has been to not beat myself up. The challenge has been just to do what I could and understand that that was my work this year. The cool part of the story after you know, he went to treatment, stopped using the drugs, drinks socially a little bit now, he's functioning. He still could not get up past depression and anxiety. He was having panic attacks, just literally kind of housebound. It was very, very sad. But we found ketamine. There's, there's a treatment called ketamine and it's an infusion. It's like six infusions. And within two months, he was working. He's happy. He, he can, I mean, it, it it's a freaking miracle. And it wow. was interesting. It's like, as he's gotten better, I'm like, whoa, mama's back. All right. <laughs> you know? like, Holy shit. I can market a thing now. I, I've probably made more money the last three months than I have all year because I have energy now. Right. Yeah. And so, so it's really dancing with like being, being with what's in front of you and then taking care of yourself, not shaming yourself and then how to, how to do bit. I mean, it's just like, it's been, Ah, Lordy. <laughs> so I'll let, you, Lordy. I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. 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 Well, bravo <laughs> for hanging in there. I'm so glad you have somewhat of a resolution to this, to the story yes. about your son. Yes. And yes. I did look up ketamine and did a little research um, very little. I'm, I'm not really a research person, but I'm like, what the fuck is this? So, you know, I, I did a little read. I didn't want to sound like I'm, <laughs> I did a little research. Just, I was just really curious. And it does sound like it just, uh, it comes at it a completely different way than any of the other, um, drug therapies. And I was wondering, I wasn't sure if it was, you know, there, there's all these modalities now that are emerging that are, I don't even know what to call it. Psychedelic type of yeah, yeah, um, right. drugs, but it's, it's not, not that, that. Right. Right. it's not that. 
used to be a, uh, or is an anesthesia, but at a really mm-hmm. super low dose, which was mm-hmm. super fascinating. And I, I, I find that fascinating when they discover a different use for something. Mm-hmm. Great. It affects it. So what I understand, so, so the reason, and I actually said to Danny, like, we need to tell your story because they're there. In fact, I'll give you an example. Uh, a, a, an old client reached out to me. I haven't talked to her in a couple of years. And I shared this story with her because she was in that mastermind group when Danny had the eating disorder. Yeah. So she remembers some struggles. She's like, how's Danny? And I'm like, eh, funny. Let me tell you the story. And I tell her story. She goes, oh my God, I've got a client whose son sounds exactly like that. The kid mm. is suicidal. The kid's on drugs. Can't leave the home. I said, share my story. And the woman called me and I'm like, okay, here, go to ketamine clinic. And so I said to Danny, this is your story, but we have to tell it because kids are dying. Mm. Kids are overdosing. Kids are not living and moms are, are really struggling. So we have to share the story. And so you are sharing what, it right I, now. Sweetie. That's why I'm sharing the story yeah. because we lived through with him for three and a half years of untreated depression and anxiety that cost him so much. And so, t- so to be able to like, the other day we were in the kitchen and he was, he was whistling and I'm like, are you high? <laughs> he goes, no, mom, I'm just happy. And I'm like, oh Jesus, that's what that is. Right. And so to have my son back. So if you're hearing this, if you know of anybody that has PTSD, you know, the depression that is not treatable, anxiety, trauma, search ketamine, it's a fuck ton cheaper than, than therapy. Meaning like we spent $60,000 in rehab. I think the ketamine cost a few thousand bucks, you know, so it's way cheaper and it works. It's very effective because it works on the nerve endings. I guess when you've had trauma and chronic anxiety and depression, the, you know, the, the, where it's supposed to uptake the good serotonin and the dopamine, those, those nerve endings or the, the receptor sites don't work anymore. So the wow. ketamine somehow binds to them so they can feel better. And it happens very fast. And it's just easy. It's just IV infusions for like 45 minutes. Wow. Six sessions. Yeah, it's it's a miracle. So, and when you hear about shit like this, you're just like, why doesn't everybody know about I, that's it? That's like, why I'm talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. And Thank you. Um, yeah, on so many levels, so many levels. <laughs> I think that the, it's a word, it's kind of the worst nightmare for um, an entrepreneur to feel like they can't work, you know, and then to have, you know, just to have the shame. And I, I for sure have recognized this year that my work with my unmentor people there, there is a huge, huge healing component. And I even has a name now, the unmentor ascension cycle. (laughs) Um, because it is like the, the process of the healing that informs and up levels the work that mm-hmm. then improves right. the business that then goes to more healing that that and right. the release like of a- the shame and yes. the mm-hmm. unworthiness that happens with the healing that then informs like it's just it's this beautiful cycle and one of my mentors I think you know Alan Cohen he said to me one day when I was feeling shitty after I had done a spiritual retreat with him he said uh-huh. it only feels like the sky is falling but really you're ascending. Oh, I love that. That's oh my really God. Nice. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's what I've noticed when I now can create a container for people that I work with more closely where money is not the boss, you yeah. know, where, yeah. where we, where we really can lean into the healing and say, mm-hmm. where is that informing the work? And if the work is struggling, where's the healing? Like where, cause the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a holistic show. It is you know, 100%. Yes. So I would love for you to just share, you know, about how, how'd you do it? How'd you survive? How, how did, how did you not wind up on the street? Which is like where I go. Yeah. And I think there's, there's always like a yeah. people, like, oh, I'm going to be a bag lady or whatever our sort of end, our yeah. end game of uh-huh. our fear is, uh-huh. you know, how did that not happen? And, and, and what have you, you know, what, what do you do now that's differently that in your work, yeah. and how um, has this informed your work <laughs> and your life? <laughs> so I've gotten really good at surrender. Me and too. The, yeah. But not as word? good as you, I, I yeah. probably assume, but. Uh, yeah. The word du jour is surrender. So yeah, I've gotten really, really um, just, I used to be so obsessed with money. You know, I went through bankruptcy 12 years ago, you know, and, and, I, and I was so obsessed, like, oh my God. And, I'm and, like, you've, been, oh, and okay. you've been a quote unquote single woman. Yeah, I, yeah, right. I think yeah. that's important because I have a lot of clients right. that are single that just feel like, and rightly so, that it's different. 
You know, it's different. I don't have you a don't... husband paying the bills. Yeah. I got yeah. no, it's yeah. it's it's going to be me or nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I will, in all disclosure, thank you, sweet baby Jesus, for the government loans that ha- that came out in the, in the spring. Oh, like good. that, that's how I made it. Yeah. And so good. I was like, I'm making more money in a in a pandemic than I have in a while because and and I wasn't afraid to take it. That's yes. the thing. A lot of people would be like, "Ooh," and I'm like, "Fuck no!" That is. If I, if that buys me months, oh, so I took yes. the loans, right? right? And a lot of people, some of my peers were like, oh, don't tell them. I'm like, oh, I'm bragging about it. I'm giving resources, go there, get a loan. Good. And so to me, I'm, I'm taken care of. And I have the sense that, so source doesn't have to come through my clients. Source is like, here, you need money here. That'll buy you four months. Just heal. Cause that happened right, right after Danny's overdose. Right. And so it just, because I had severe PTSD, Lisa, like, because it happened in front of me. So he'd be in his room, he'd go, huh? I'm like, Oh God. Like I, my nervous system was so jacked up. So I had to do a fuck ton of fuck flow remedies and acupuncture and healing and, and just all just everything I could do. And so it was like, thank you. I got the money. Business is running bills paid my time healing my time. And so and then I just started, just like if I was inspired, I'd do, do a little sale, little sale, little sale. You know what I mean? Again, the last couple months, I just I just joined with a new mentor and I'm more energized and I'm selling a bunch of, like, I've made good money the last couple months. Um, so I feel back, but it's just not hustling, not being attached to it. And this is a really big one because I lived through so much trauma. What I was seeing is that the trauma was informing, like, let me ask you, have you ever had a launch trauma? Have you ever had the thing where you pour your heart and soul and it didn't work? We all have, right? But for me, because of having trauma, I was like, it's not going to work. I was, I was, I would find myself and it was this weird paradox because I'm a badass. I mean, you sh- people should work with me because I'm so freaking good. And I know that. Yes. And yet I'd be like, but it's not going to work. And, and I'm like, what? And I used to be really optimistic, but I lost that in the trauma, because in the trauma, it's, you know, you're hypervigilant, you're looking for what's not going to work, you're looking for the problem, you're looking for the risks. And so I was in this weird place of like, no, I'm really good, but nothing ever works. Yes. And that to untangle that, and to now being like, I'm literally rewired my brain and my nervous system such that, oh, yeah, I'm bringing, it's easy now, like making sales. So Beautiful. I don't know if that answered how I how it informs my work, but it's kind of more of the healing process. And yeah, so I think up. that's part of I think that's part of the answer. And I and yeah. I want to just like applaud you for finding your way Thank of you. doing it that works for you. And I think it's worth repeating the that the launch. Did you call it launch trauma? Launch trauma. We've yeah. all had it, right? Right. And <laughs> and for those that are not in this industry, a launch is like a big ass marketing campaign for a specific period of time that can be very stressful and And costly um, and you put your heart and soul into it and you have hopes of like woo this will bring me fifty thousand dollars or yay this will fill my pipeline and then (laughs) yes yeah yeah. and it and it inspired that whole thing inspired me to find a new way of doing it and then now we have this unlaunched program which is just like this framework cool. it's a framework it is not a yeah. we call it a choose your own adventure you know uh-huh. framework uh-huh. and with sincerity and generosity and flow at its mm. core because I needed a different way to do it yeah. yeah so I'm so glad that you have found a way to do it to, because when we say do it I now see it's us taking a stand and being on our soapbox our Absolutely. our divinely yeah. guided yeah you know, fire in the belly, can't mm-hmm. not say it, soapbox. And that's what marketing is all about. But we get mm-hmm. so bogged down with how it should look that we take all the fire out of it. <laughs> right, right. And for my world, because I teach mindset, we have so much stuff that interferes with us being able to be on the soapbox, being fully expressed, being fearless, right? Yes. That's part of the work as well, right? Totally. Yeah, that's what my GFR commandments are. Yeah about it would you know this is like this is how people were getting this is how my people have been getting in their way for 20 years all these different things exactly Uh uh-huh sure so 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 yeah so I said it was part of the answers the part of the answer is how it's impacted you personally you know and the way that you relate Mm -hmm. to life and then how has it like like how is it 
created a new body of work for you or a new chapter or a new yeah. way that you're helping others? Um, I'm formulating that still. I, 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 so what has happened in the number of, of last number of years is I used to be, you know, I'm, I'm like kind of a crazy woo-woo, pick up a pendulum and <laughs> tap into intuition and go, what happened when you were seven? What was going on in the utero when, you know, you were born? <laughs> like, and before I, before the last number of years, I was afraid of that because it's kind of out there. Okay. And I, I didn't just, know you were afraid of it. You didn't seem afraid I of it. No, I know. I, I have claimed it even more so. And I trust it even more so. And so I lead with that. I have had so many losses and, and, and there, there was a lot, some family stuff that I, I, I have a Facebook group called like Fiercely Brilliant. And they started out being the Fiercely Here Manifesto because when you have, so it's about like when you've lost so much, the resurrection makes, at least for me, I'm just fierce. And I want you to be fierce. I don't want you just like, yeah. Yes. I really have a good business. I want you to be, as I say, fierce AF, like fierce as fuck for your work, for your life. Love and it. So I feel like I'm a better champion and a stand for my clients. I feel like I don't let them off the hook as much. Nice. I feel like I'm way more bold and ballsy. You know, that's why I was telling Lisa earlier, oh yeah, I get to come here and swear my little ass off. Yay. You're you know, doing such so, a good job. <laughs> such a good job. Yeah, yeah thank you. And you so did an A. Being really, really as real as I can possibly be, because that matters. That matters more than anything in the world. Um, Amen, sister. Yeah. I so agree. I think that's the how. So, so the work hasn't changed a lot, but it's, it's who I have been and how I be with people that is, it has just gotten way more potent. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I usually talk with people that are a little bit further from, um, yeah, the, I know. The latest. Kinda, yeah. Right. But, but I knew that you, I knew that that it would work for you because you're so yeah. self-aware and, yeah, you know, and you. you would be able to speak to it in real time. And yeah. I can't wait to see what comes of this because, you know, when I launched my show and I was holding space for, you know, getting real, you know, I kept work, you know, I was working with people one-on-one -on -one that were attracted to me for whatever reason, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just yeah. doing my yeah. thing that I've been doing for however long. And that's really, you know, what they were coming for but then in and it took about a year for me to really see mm. what i was saying and then this unmentor thing ca came and now i have these unmentor milestones there's um. like 12 things that it's like oh i used to look for i used to want somebody to give me the solution and tell me exactly what to do like yeah. that was the, that's like the before and then like the after mm -hmm. is like i want to feel guided and choose mm -hmm. what works mm -hmm. for me and so there's all there's a there's two columns and that just emerged from actually inspired by wanting to attract new clients and trying to distinguish mm -hmm. what the F am I doing and yes, what, you know, cool. so I'm looking forward to seeing, you Thank know, what you. evolves yes, from you yes, as you exactly. I really make even that. more distinctions. Thank yeah. you. Let's create that intention together and we'll yes. bring in. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I love Thank that. You. All right. So in this sort of last bit of time here, what, yeah, what comes to you to share for people that are experiencing their own tsunami of some sort, grief <laughs> or recovering from illness or just something that is like just taking them out or is in the process of taking them out? What is, yeah. what do you most want them to know? I feel like you have to learn to receive more than you've ever had to learn to receive mm. because, you know, I, I was a therapist. I, I, I mom hard. Like I take care of people, right? I, I'm I, mom hard. I was, <laughs> I'm mom hard. I, you know? And so, so for me, to be able to just ask for more support, to let more love in, to let more people take care of me. That was hard. And that, and it was the only way through. And so if you're in it, cause you know, most people are like, oh no, I'm fine. I don't need, well, you do though. Like you do, you really do. And maybe it's, I just need to not work today. Maybe like you said earlier, maybe I need to nap, but I feel like when you're, when you go through this, you're the most important person and you have to fill up. You have, cause you know, when you and I were babies together, we were trained that you just push and push and push and push and push till, till, till adrenal extreme burnout. Right. Yes. And the new way that I'm like, like on the weekends, I had this very awesome boyfriend. Oh, good hell. We haven't even talked about sexy boyfriend. Um, <laughs> I literally spend the weekends with him just fun and frolic. Right. Like we just like go. Right. And and the old days I used to be a workaholic, the old days I wouldn't, I wouldn't give myself pleasure. 
Mm. Like when I first met him, like, like they, you know, like a year after Jim died, I just met him in like around Christmas two years ago. And, and like, like imagine this as, again, I'm a mom, right. And I'm a, I'm a mom, hard mom, you know, like I take care of the kids. And so I was like, you know, weaving my little overnight bag going, um, I'm going to have a seven day sleepover. Bye. You know, and I just feel like, <laughs> Oh, I'm such a slut. Oh my God. My children know I'm going to have sex. Well, I'm also 60 years old. I'm entitled, but that was a, that was a break Lisa, where it was like, Oh, I should be home with my kids. And then it was like, I have given so much. Yes. I, need, I need this. I need to fill up. I'm, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to the quad. We're going to have some cocktails. We're going to play. <sighs> and that decision, that one decision literally of like, who do I choose them or me? Yes. And that has been a game changer. And so if you're in the middle of it, obviously you have to care for the people you have to care for. But if, it, if you always focus on who am I choosing? Because I, there, to be the only parent is a big burden when you have a sick child. And so I was very aware of like, I can't get sick. I can't go down. If something happens to me, holy shit, these kids are without an anchor. And so I really do a good job. Like, no. So choose joy find moments of pleasure, like whatever that is for you, you've got to give yourself that. Couldn't set it better myself. Thank you, Therese Skelly. I thank you for for surviving, coming out the other side, and I look forward to seeing more magic from you in the future. Thank you, babe. Love you. Thank you so much. Love you too. Oh my gosh, right? I told you. (laughs) When she was, we were going back and forth setting up the interview and she was telling me what she's been through. I just, my mind just, my, my mouth, excuse me, just kept falling open over and over again. I just couldn't even get over it. So her free gift for the audience is a revenue activation meditation. And when you sign up, you'll get a short 12 minute meditation audio that you can listen to over and over. So you can begin to reprogram your brain and a revenue activation reminders PDF that works with the meditation. This is so cool with other uh, short audios that will follow. So this is a whole little mini course here. I love this. So it's revenue activation. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get your free gift from Therese. And and then of course, you'll be able to keep in touch with her. And then if you are in the GFR squad or want to be, or or are thinking about it or, or being called to, the bonus training that will be available to you is unconscious blocks, signs that you have them and what to do about them. And I thought this was really great because I was like, well, how do you know you have unconscious blocks if they're unconscious? So she talks to, she, she does a really great training on how to know if you have them and then what to do about them. So that's for the GFR squad. So go join that at gfr.life forward slash squad. And you can hang out with me monthly on our community confession calls where we talk about one of the GFR commandments and you'll get access to this training and all the others. And then please, if, if this is your first time at the show, welcome, go ahead and subscribe. I don't want you to miss any of these amazing stories or go back and listen to, to some of the ones that we've done in the last year and a half. They're just, they're really meant to keep you motivated when you are going through a dark time, a struggle, and you're kind of like, I don't even know if I could do this business thing or entrepreneur thing. And like, what does this all even mean? And just, it's really meant to inspire you that it all has a purpose. So please subscribe so you can uh, get a constant diet of inspiration because the world needs you. So you need to stay inspired and motivated. All right, over and out for now.